0: Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I am Deb Creer. I'm the socialite. And I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And I am so excited today. yeah get that? I get my little valley girl going on every once in a while. I am so excited today to be talking with a Facebook expert because you know, we sometimes we digress, we talk about other business, we you know, we talk about Twitter, we talk about Instagram, and we forget that there is still the big dog on the block, the elephant in the room, the master of all social media for at least the, the foreseeable future, and that's Facebook. So please join me in welcoming Michelle Fontaine. Thank you, Deb. Well, Michelle, it's great to have you on. Let me tell folks just a little bit about you here before we start. So Michelle Fontaine is known as FB Smarty, as in Facebook Smarty, and also known as the social media by Michelle. After 25 years in the marketing communications corporate world, she returned to her love of entrepreneurship, and FB Smarty was launched in 2010. She is known as the go-to gal for speaking events and has given keynote seminars and boot camps at, to just name a few, the New England Business Expo, Center for Women in Enterprise, Empowering Women in Business, the Women's Summit at Bryant University, and was also a social media Facebook master during the Social Media Mastery Tour. Michelle has been featured on radio and television with appearances on WCRN's The Business Connector Radio Show. M-Y-O-B, which is Mind Your Own Business Radio, W-I-C-N Radio, and local television information spots such as Ramona Interviews. So again, welcome, Michelle. Thank you. That sounded really good, Deb. <laughs> I know. It's always such fun when we get to read the bio. Yes, thank you. Well, let's just <laughs> jump into this because... oh, I'm getting a little bit of an echo. Hopefully that will go away. What we want to talk about is how... Professionals and people professionals and business people can and should be using Facebook for business. I think in many cases it's now just kind of taken for granted that people should use Facebook for business or they totally ignore it. So we're gonna to go to, to both of those extremes. But for the people who use it, they don't always know the the right way. And and I use the right way kind of in, in air quotes because there's no real wrong way, but there are definitely best practices. Um, it's funny. I was talking with somebody the other day, and when we first really started using social media, we did have these, here is what you should do. Here is when you should post. Here is what you should write. You know, We had all of these guidelines, and, and luckily those have kind of gone by the wayside, and people have figured out how to do this in, in ways that work best to them. But, you know, let's let's take a step back before we really get into this. Why did you start using
1: social media and why has it become such a passion of yours? Well, interestingly, Deb, I've always been a teacher. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've always been a teacher back to the mid-80s. I used to teach people how to do things with crafts. And about 2010, I was on the beach with my daughter and she was uh-huh, Facebooking uh-huh. on her phone. And she looked at me and she said, Mom, you should be teaching Facebook. And I went... Yeah, I should. So I went in, <clears throat> excuse me, and claimed the name FB Smarty as a Facebook business page. Mm-hmm. Years later, Facebook copyrighted FB, and they wouldn't let me run advertisements because I had I was FB Smarty. So I oh, had okay. to actually tag Social Media by Michelle as well, which is why I have the two handles. But oh, okay. I've I've always been a teacher, as I said, and being a young baby boomer. I found lots of people in my age group were really nervous mm-hmm. because they had no idea how to grasp this new technology. So that's the clientele that really uh, relates to me and I'm able to teach them.
0: Right. And, and those are of course the business people of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, They are the entrepreneurs, the solopreneurs, the business owners. Yeah, uh, yes, there are people in their 20s and 30s who are doing this, but it is this, shall we say, more mature demographic that, you know, without us being ancient, you know, we are the ones who are using these tools and we're looking at them going, "Holy cow." <laughs> you know? And and you know, when I tell people, "Are you on Facebook?" and they say, "Yeah." You know, mm. They I get these mixed reactions of, "It's a waste of time." Mm-hmm. "Why do I want to be there?" Mm-hmm. If I'm talking usually to a, a man, he will say, well, my, my wife is on Facebook and all she does is talk about the kids and crafts. You know, and, and so how do you convince a business owner of the value of
1: being on Facebook? Well, recently, several clients are coming forward who really have great websites, great mm-hmm. businesses, but they've got this whole... The social media hole, and they know right. they need to plug it, and they're not quite sure how to do it. So, I'm coming in sort of to help fill that hole and teach them the value of Facebook and what other channels they should be on. They don't need to be on all the channels, of course, depending mm-hmm. on what they're doing. So, uh, once in a while, you'll get somebody who's brand new to Facebook, but more and more, they're stumbling along. They've Mm -hmm. got something going on out there, and no, they don't see the value of it. And and what I do with clients is because you have to spend money on Facebook now. There's no free ride any longer. There are basics that you want to do the posting regularly, and that sort of depends on what type of business it is. I generally start them on one post a day, and I help them come up with a content calendar or create Mm -hmm. one and run it by them, and we, we, we massage it until we're happy with it. And I do the posting for them either through Hootsuite, which is one of my favorite free tools, or Mm -hmm. through scheduling directly on Facebook. And it's quite amazing how many people don't even know that you can schedule through Facebook. You can also tie Facebook to Twitter. So Mm -hmm. those are the two channels that you have to cover. It's a pretty easy thing to schedule and just get it out of the way for the week. Mm -hmm. And... So once, but what what I do is I charge a very small fee for the small business owner, the do-it-yourself kind of entrepreneur who has a very Mm -hmm. limited budget. I charge them a small monthly fee, and I take part of that fee, and I run their Facebook ad every month. Ah. And I base it on the strategies that we come up with. Mm -hmm. Usually, the first strategy is to build their fan base. Right. So we promote the page for you know X amount a month. And then the next month, it might be to increase their email list. And then we study these results together. Mm-hmm. And really, depending on what kind of client it is, I make sure they see the value every single month so right. they get encouraged. I have one client, for example, and, and there's just so many strategies that work well for one client that might not work well for another. Mm-hmm. I have one that needs local awareness because he sells these discount cards to restaurants and 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 shops and things like that. It doesn't cost the shops anything. And what we've done for him is I've run an ad with three different images Mm. under one campaign. And then Mm -hmm. we see how each image resonates. And you never really know. One was two women sitting in a diner. One was a man uh, in a shop, his own store. And another Mm -hmm. one was a woman in in another type of store. And Mm -hmm. the one that resonated three times more than the other two... Which one do you think it was? The two women. The two women, exactly, mm-hmm. in the dining environment. Resonated three times more, so we just paused the other two. So this kind of testing is actually mm-hmm. fun for the client to see what's going on as well. And so that's how I get them to give me money for advertising. I include it right in my fee. Right. Right. <laughs> Well, and what so many people don't understand is Facebook
0: advertising is actually pretty inexpensive, especially when you consider the traditional methods of advertising. Um, You know, I I had a a publication that is here in Atlanta that came to me and they wanted to feature me in a story. Wow, Mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. But only if I did a full page ad. Mm Which, you know, so then, of course, it wasn't a story. It was an advertorial, and I tried to explain that to them, and they didn't get that, but that's the old PR person in me. But their full-page ad was $5,000. Isn't that crazy? You know, I could do a lot on ad, <laughs> on Facebook with just um, you know five thousand dollars. I mean, you know that was I mean, that could that could run a, a an advertising campaign for a full year for some businesses. And being in marketing,
1: being in marketing as long as I have been, it was always challenging to find out if that money you spent and right, it was big money then, was mm-hmm. effective. Did you get any leads at all from it? It's mm-hmm. so hard to track. And now with this amazing targeting, I have a client. His name is David Stewart. He's a painter, and he paints houses in this particular town. That's his targeted area. And he's been so successful with his Facebook page because he's very personal. He's got pictures of the crew and videos, and he's just in there having a great time. And he does run ads from time to time to that demographic. And he he runs it to homeowners over a certain Mm -hmm. income in a certain age, in a certain town. Right. And he he reached out to me last week and he said, Michelle, I can't keep up with these leads <laughs> coming through Facebook. I don't know what to do. And I mm-hmm. went, hire? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Well, and, and what you said is so important because he very specifically targeted his ad. Yeah. And, you know, we, you know, we, you and I are from the old school marketing where we did buy advertisement on radio and on television. And, you know, the, the best you could do with trying some of those or, you know, newsprint and, and magazines was, you know, okay, is, does it, does this program, you know, maybe it was, uh, you know, you, you were trying to advertise for the house painter. Okay. Well then maybe on TV, you might want to advertise on HGTV or, you know, something, but it's, it's, you're very hit and miss anymore with the demographics on the the major media, and you can be so incredibly specific on Facebook.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's and it, 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 the the, the um, databases get better and better and better right. too. You can drill down and you can target people on Facebook by their title now. That used mm-hmm. to sort of be a LinkedIn feature. Uh-huh. Now you can do it on Facebook. And, and we know that's going to just evolve and get better and simpler for the average user to use. Right. So it, it's once we, I have another client who actually, it's a tough one. They're a B2B mm-hmm. business and their ah. products are aimed at quality control people. Mm-hmm. That's pretty tough. That's really a LinkedIn sort of uh channel for them, and we do work mm-hmm. LinkedIn for them, but even so, we can reach out to people who are quality control inspectors on mm-hmm. Facebook. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, that's where people
0: sometimes get caught up, is when they start drilling down on those demographics, you know, it starts with a, a very large number, because in many cases, it will start with, you know, all of your contacts, and your contact. you know, I mean, you, you'll have thousands, and then as you start drilling down, obviously, that number gets smaller and smaller. And so then I've had people say, well, I, I want this message to be seen by more than a thousand people. So they they want to go back up in the demographics. And I tell them, no, no, mm-hmm. that thousand people are the right people. You know, why do you want to show it to 10,000 people who could care less and might cost you money by, by clicking the ad? You know, you just want to show it to the right people. So. You know, that's kind of where marketing 101 comes back into this. So let's let's really talk about that because mm. I think that's, you know, so many people have just jumped on board with doing Facebook and they're not I don't want to say properly trained, but they don't have the marketing skills and the marketing expertise. So if you're if you're new to all of these, what do we need to start with in, in marketing
1: 101? Mhm. Coming from the my specialty in marketing actually was marketing communications. So mm-hmm. I was the person that sat in on the the large strategy meetings and then boiled it down to tactics. Okay, and it's okay. really no different now. You need to understand what you want your business to accomplish, mm-hmm. and write that down, and then boil it down to actionable steps that you can take to achieve it. And then you have to make sure that you have achieved it. So there right, has right. to be some measurements now. People that are super busy, I I, I gave a a panel discussion at a group of women, Respect Respect Her Hustle was the name of the group, and (laughs) and these these were mostly entrepreneurial women starting out in business, and they had questions like, Michelle, I'm trying to grow my business, how can I find time to do this and that and the other thing, and how can I run, what's a SWOT analysis, and how can I find things out about my competition? And I think the trick is just to to not get overwhelmed, but to realize, don't throw mud against the wall. You have to know what you're trying to get and pick one. If you you create Mm e-newsletters and you send them out regularly, then that's your funnel and you need to increase your email list, right? Right. And, And so the purpose is that you have an audience that will be receptive to your product, Mm-hmm. Right and that's a that's a big one if you have an email list. And one thing about email lists is that you can upload them to Facebook and create what's called a custom audience. Mm. People should realize that because it's so easy. You're just uploading the emails from your email list and Facebook will look at those and match them against their database and give you a custom audience that you can target on Facebook. So people will see you on their email, they'll see you on Facebook, they'll think wow. You know, they're they're pretty big and savvy there in both places. Right. Well,
0: and it does come back to that old marketing axiom that you have to see a message. You know, it used to be 17 times, uh-huh. or actually it used to be seven times, uh-huh. and now it's probably 100 times um, before you take an action. And so you do want to be in multiple places and multiple times.
1: Yes, yes. And, and it's becoming... And this is beyond a lot of a lot of average people who are doing this themselves. But you can put a pixel on your website so if you somebody comes to your web page, you can actually have that information too. But that's a little bit beyond what most people do on their own. But this just mm-hmm. going back to basic marketing one oh one. It hasn't changed. Right, right. It hasn't changed. You still need to understand your competition and that's easier than ever to find out what your competition is doing, or the industry leaders in your industry. With Facebook being so so overwhelming, the elephant in the room, as you said, find the Facebook pages that are doing really well and why are they doing well and mm-hmm. emulate them. It's so easy to monitor your competition and see what they're doing right or see what they're doing wrong. Right, right. Well, and, of course, the cool
0: thing about Facebook is – you don't have to like that page mm-hmm. to, to see what's going on. So, you know, they're, they're not seeing that the competition is scoping them out. Um, you know, and, and we're certainly not saying to copy them, right. but emulate them. Yes. You know, if, if, if what they're doing is successful, figure out how you can do something
1: that is, is, is going to work also. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And knowing what your basic marketing 101, you still need to know your target market. Mm-hmm. You still need to know what their pain points are and how to resolve them.
0: Right. Well, and one of the biggest problems that I see people make is the fact that they, they don't know who their target market is. And, and there can be, you know, primary and secondary target markets and, and things like that. But, you know, they, we all think, oh, we have to have as large a target market as possible because we need that to make money. Well, you know, yes, we have to have money. Money pays the bills. Money lets us eat. Money lets us do everything. But when we do, as, as you said, try and, and hit the, the barn with mud, we're overgeneralizing and, and things like that. I remember I was at a, a meeting one time and I asked this woman, uh, she uh, sells skincare products. <laughs> and I said, Who's your target market? And she said, Everyone. Because, of course, everyone has skin. And then, you know, she went on to, to talk about what her product did and, and things and, and we were just all baffled. And and when she said, I need referrals, none of us could come up with a referral, which was funny because it's a skincare product and everybody has skin. Mm-hmm. But when she really targeted it and decided that she wanted to focus on sixteen to seventeen year old boys oh. who had skincare problems, oh. every single one of us went, Oh, I know somebody that we need to refer you to. Um, you know, if, if we had to think of somebody with skin, we couldn't. When we had to think of somebody who had a 16 to 17 year old boy who had acne problems. Well, you know, that, that list was endless. And so she went from having this huge, vast potential target market that nobody could relate to, to having something that was so small that it made all of us go, Oh, right now we know who you, you
1: who you need to talk to. Mm-hmm. As consumers, We are becoming more used to seeing ads that are relevant to us. And that's actually a positive thing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's an eye-opener. When you you Mm -hmm. see the ads on your Facebook page and it's all about wrinkle removers and and whatnot, sometimes it's an eye-opener. But uh, sometimes I go on to my other client I log into a a client that Mm -hmm. you log into the Facebook personal profile and the ads are just so odd and I'll study them for a minute and go, oh, that's right. This isn't my... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> right why am I looking at tractors <laughs> mm-hmm. but it is relevant and people we all know because the first thing consumers do is try to ignore an advertisement mm-hmm. and that becomes our challenge one of the good ways to market yourself now is to create stories and right. blogging of course is a huge component of that people who are willing and can take time to write on their own website mm-hmm have a big advantage because they actually can story sell right? and push those blogs out as advertisements, but they're not really, they're story selling. So right. you grab people better, but advertisements just, unless they're very, very relatable. If you're looking for a particular piece of furniture and you hit somebody's website, you're going to start seeing those things on your Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Or if you're looking for a particular model of automobile, You're going to start seeing those on your Facebook page. So it can be helpful. But to generalize and not even know your target market, that's not going to help a business at all. Right. Well, and, you know, sometimes
0: it entails a mind shift, um, you know, and and really stopping to think, oh, that wasn't who I needed to reach. So, you know, for example, back to to the skincare. Mm -hmm. It's not the – it really isn't the 16- to 17-year-old boy. Right. It's their mother. Exactly. Be, you know, because that's who's going to buy that product for them. And, and you know, and, and so really think about and, – and sometimes it is – who's spending the money? You know, the companies that finally figured out that the vast majority of purchase decisions are actually made by women mm-hmm. – You know, and and it doesn't matter what it is, you know, whether it's a car, whether it's a, a, you know, some type of, of, you know, unless it's a a tool or something that is so male specific, the woman is who really weighs in. Mm -hmm. And so when car companies figured that out, you know, and, and other companies, that was what was was kind of that whole big mind shift um you know and 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 I think that's it, it's it's not even marketing one oh one it's before then if you don't know who you need to reach, you need to start over yes. Um, you know and and because all of your marketing materials should pertain to that you know is is your website using the right colors mm-hmm. that appeal to that demographic um, you know are they even going to use a website are they on a mobile device you know all of those things play into it and that's where people mess up is is they think you know in, in many cases I have to be everywhere I have to do everything and
1: and they're not taking the time to really figure out where and how to reach the people they need to reach. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. So now we've got the marketing 101. We know that those those important things still apply. Mm-hmm. The switch here now is that we all of a sudden have to be non-proprietary. We can't hold our information close to the vest near and dear. Right. We have to just say, here it is. Here it mm-hmm. is. And you have to give and give and give in a way that people are allowed to know who you are. Right. I'm not going to relate to somebody who's 25. They're not going to relate to me. I will mm-hmm. relate to the older person. So mm-hmm. it's about finding who relates to you, who you're going to build trust with, and then pulling them into the funnel and making them believe that, yes, I really can help you. Mm-hmm. And they can study you from a distance. They don't have to get a sales pitch. Right. You know, and, and I think that's
0: where so many people... <laughs> Are are confused is they think well it has to be a sales pitch, mm-hmm. and you mentioned the painter that posts pictures of his crew and and the fun pictures and things like that, you know clearly people are getting the idea oh he's a painter because he's showing pictures of his crew painting, but he didn't say that, right. you know it's, so it's it's kind of those subtle little messages that that come across. But they're looking at, it, like, wow, you know, this, this is a fun company. and Maybe it's pictures of the whole group going out and playing baseball or, you know, something like that. We do business with people. We don't do business with companies, and I don't care if it's the big box store or you know whatever. It's still the people that we're doing business with, and that's where so many companies get caught up in this. Is they think, well, I am my brand. I have to always be serious. I can never talk about anything besides my business.
1: Yeah, that's another one of the big changes. There was um, a study that just came out. I, I understand this is a, a real uh, this this statement will become dated, but it's still true. The studies have just shown that if you answer your Facebook messages quickly, Mm -hmm. like within an hour, you will get 3.5 times better engagement than pages that don't. Wow. Responsiveness counts big time on Mm -hmm. Facebook and Twitter, but more people are giving messages to brands through Facebook than Twitter. Right. Well, and that's, that's a scary
0: thought for somebody who is already working 28 hours a day Mm -hmm. and, you know, trying to do all of this, but there's Mm -hmm. tools that will notify you when there was something there. You know, you can, can check, you know, you mentioned the scheduling programs for my clients. I use a combination. I do scheduling programs, but I also visit their page at least once a day Mm -hmm. because I want to make sure that there isn't something there that I need to be dealing with. Um, you know, and, and, And then the trick is to not get sidetracked. I go in, I go out. (laughs) You know, I'm not going to watch the cute cat videos. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. You know, and and that's probably one of the the things that I hear most is it's a waste of time. Mm -hmm. Well, it doesn't have to be. Mm -hmm. You know, anything can be a waste of time Mm -hmm. or anything can be done appropriately. It's just a matter of making sure you're focused while you're there.
1: And filtering. Learning how to filter Mm -hmm. through Twitter lists, through Facebook interest lists. Those are very mm-hmm. important for the client to find the material that they need to find. So, um, and you don't have to like the pages, as you said earlier, in order to add them to an interest list. And what an interest list is, is you put these pages in a a list that you can access through Facebook. Mm-hmm. And when you click on that, all you're seeing in your newsfeed are your competitors or right. your industry mentors or people potential clients or clients or or Mm -hmm. resources to find things to pass Mm -hmm. on to your clients, it's filtering out the noise. It's filtering out the kitties and the puppies. All right. So we need to do that to lessen the noise. Otherwise, it really Mm -hmm. does make no sense at all. Right. Right. Well, and, and probably one of the biggest
0: keys is you go just to your business page. Yes. Because you're not going to see the, the cute videos and, and things like that there. Mm-hmm. The second you go into your personal page, that's where we get sidetracked. And that's where employers are seeing people, you know, that's why they think it's a waste of time, because they see their employees going in and doing all of those things. And, and it doesn't have to be, you know, log, you have to log in, obviously, to your personal page, but then immediately go to the business page and don't go
1: back to the personal page. Don't think, oh. Five minutes. Five, I can just look for five minutes. No. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's where the social media policies come into place. And it's right. it's so important for a company to manage, the, to, to let their employees have some uh, allowances when it comes to social media so they can be an advocate for the company. But it does have to be stressed in policy form. Don't shut off the Internet to them. That makes no sense at all. Right and because the
0: second you do and you know obviously we're not talking about the the ones that are there are federally regulated industries mm-hmm. where social media is limited and but those are you know that's that's a minority we're talking about, you know, the vast majority of people. The second, you know, it's it's funny, we become 16-year-olds. The second that we're told you can't do that, mm-hmm. we're going to find any way we possibly can. You know, so I'm going to take my smartphone into the bathroom with me or, you know, go outside or do whatever because I just have to see Facebook. Mm-hmm. And if somebody tells me, you know what, you can be on Facebook for 10 minutes every three hours. Pretty soon, six hours have gone by, and, and I didn't go on the Facebook. It's it's
1: kind of that forbidden fruit type of thing. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So I like to share pe- with people that some of the tools that I find right very useful. And because my audience really are entrepreneurs with very little budget, I really try to find things that are free Yes, and very useful. And, and <laughs> as I said, I use them. And one of them is... Creating a small video, a video we know is so super hot right now, and that's only going to continue into the future. It's very, very important for videos, and they don't have to be this big production anymore. They can be the smartphone, just taking a video on the fly, doing a walk, taking a video, business-related tips, whatnot. But videos, to create videos on a PC, a product that I love is SnagIt. Oh, I love Snagit. Yes, yes. Excuse me. And that's great for screen capture or video. And it's about, I think it was a one-time $49 or $29. Very inexpensive. Very inexpensive. It's part, it's produced by TechSmith, but Snagit is is valuable to me. I know on a Mac, you can grab print screens natively, but Mm -hmm. uh, the video part is just huge. And when I have a client ask me a question... Now, this, anybody, any industry, a person gets a question, the boss gets a question, you can pick up the phone and try to reach that person or open your Snagit, do a quick little tutorial on the computer, if it's that Mm -hmm. kind of uh, answer, put it up on YouTube, unlisted, and send the client the link. Right. Well,
0: because… There's no unique question, right? You know, if one person asks it, other people want to know too. So mm-hmm. if you've posted that on your your YouTube or if you've you know put it directly into Facebook, which yeah. you know as as of when we're speaking, Facebook does like that better. It doesn't you know it doesn't want you to go anywhere besides Facebook. So if you upload it straight into Facebook, you know you've answered that question. And, you know, or go to your sales staff, ask them, you know, give us the top 10 things that people are always asking you. Make short videos over that. You know, the uh, video is so important and so critical to be able to put a face to what you're doing. Yes.
1: Yes. Keep them short. Keep them personal. They don't have to be absolutely positively professional right. as they used to be. Mm-hmm. They can be sort of on the fly, but they have to be valuable, short, good audio just just a nice chunk of valuable information and yes even though the question might relate to one particular client you're right questions are not unique so Mm -hmm. they could be put out there as this was created for larry but many others of you may have the same question so here it is Well, and you can also, one of the the things that I've used successfully
0: is Facebook has this cool thing now that is a call to action button. And so it's right up there on your cover image. And one of the things that it will allow, which I think is, is kind of funny, is it does allow you to do a YouTube link. And so maybe you've got your philosophy of what, it's, what it is that you're doing. You you know, whatever you can do, a link to a short little video that tells your story or answers those questions or, you know, does whatever. And it's right there on your homepage every single time somebody goes and looks. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Another point, something else I learned recently is studying the stats from one of my clients' websites. And that's another thing I Create WordPress websites, and one of the mm. plugins I really put in every client's website. There's two. There's WordPress by SEO. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, WordPress by Yoast, right? By Yoast, Yoast yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Jetpack Site Stats module. So Love it. And that Site Stats module gives you such a good summary graph look of what's going on in your website. Absolutely love it, and I was just looking quickly at one of my clients traffic, and I noticed the Facebook referrals were more than the google referrals wow that 's the first time i 'd ever seen that now part of that is because of the Facebook advertising mm-hmm. but still Facebook referral higher than Google referrals cool. traffic to the website, so I think that mm-hmm. I thought that was a very important thing I want to bring out that Facebook is very important to your businesses. Definitely.
0: You know, and, and I think that's, you know, one of the things that is so important for the people who are, shall we say, the doubting Thomases who are saying, oh, Facebook's a waste of time, yada, yada, yada. Hmm. Well, when you have these numbers to back it up, right, that's, what's so important. And, you know, and, and, it, people, you know, if if people are like me, they hate numbers. Mm-hmm. I hate, ugh, you know, I don't want to look at Google Analytics. I don't want to oh, do that. But. Yeah. It's a necessary evil. You have to look at it, and then of course there are those people who think that's the greatest stuff in the world, mm-hmm. and will you know they'll they'll get it down to ooh this post at X point in time did this yeah um you know when and, and all of those things, but at least have a general grasp yes. of where people are coming from you know what the yeah you know, how long they're staying on your site all of those things that again those are
1: free tools yes yes now if you blog and I. Oh, I oh I try to get my clients to blog, or I help them blog. It's so <laughs> important to have that content in your website, and it should be a self-hosted version of WordPress, not the, right. not the uh, WordPress dot com, but your own self-hosted WordPress. And mm-hmm. because you get the SEO credit when that happens, yep. and you want to drive all this traffic into that area, because traffic brings you up in the ratings on Google, which is something else mm-hmm. that we all want. Right. So. Um, I forget where I was going with that. Blogging. You want people ah, to blog. Yes, I want people to blog. <laughs> and you know, the other thing is, all right, all these channels out there, what you, you we don't own them, but we do own our business world, owns the website domain and the website. Right. All right? So that's really the center of our digital world. And that's the way we need to think about it. And when we provide the content, be it from blog posts or be it from pages. Providing that content and getting the traffic to come into it increases our ratings, as I just said. But then then look at LinkedIn and Facebook and, and email and Pinterest and Twitter and all of these others as vehicles to promote, to bring traffic into your website, which should also be your sales funnel, of course. Right. Right? So people shouldn't get... In the mind frame that all I need is all I need is Facebook or all I need is this it's only about bringing things into your sales funnel Mm -hmm. and we well and
0: and as you said it it belongs to somebody else yeah
1: you know what happens if
0: Facebook decides tomorrow that they're going to charge everyone or you know we've we've all seen this happen they change how things look so you know everything that you did is gone, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and then they're always changing the algorithms, which means when your your posts show to the people who have liked your page, they're always changing and tweaking all of those things. So you might have this great Facebook page and you're posting a lot, but nobody's seeing it, right. you know, and and so but everything should be driving traffic back to your website or to to at least call you or to do something. Don't rely on the
1: social media platforms a hundred percent. Right. So you have control over your blog. And that module I talked about, the Jetpack site stats, allows you to take a really quick look at what blog posts are resonating. Mm-hmm. Which one? And when you think about blogging, every single blog post becomes a page on your website, and you create a database. Mm-hmm. I've got one client that he's, he's a well-known author, and uh, he just hired me to help him with his Facebook. He doesn't understand the social media stuff. Right? Uh-huh. So I'm helping him with that, and I'm actually regenerating, re- bringing alive some of his blog posts, very evergreen stuff, back from 2013. and We're mm-hmm. bringing it back up to the front, and then he creates a new one every week. So just by looking at the site stats graph, we know which one is resonating with the audiences. Mm-hmm. So that gives him an idea of what strategy to follow next. Right.
0: Well, and one of the things to remember is this is – not something you do just in one point in time you know what works today may not work six months from now Mm -hmm. so you have to continually be looking at these stats and and you will get used to it you know I mentioned the fact I hate numbers but once I start looking at it then I you know and and doing this on a regular basis then I can glance at them and just oh this happens you know and 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 same thing with blogging I have so many people that say oh I don't want to blog. It takes me so long. Uh, you know. And and of course it is. You know, our problem is we want it to be perfect. Well, it's not going to going to be perfect, mm-hmm. you know. And 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 if that's what we're aiming for, we'll never do it. Mm-hmm. That you need to just start and do it and get it out there. Maybe your blog posts are pretty short and and pretty simple, but it's getting that content out there and then as you get used to it, it's just like anything. As you get used to it, it will come easier and easier.
1: Yes, exactly. Now, we talked a little bit, you and I talked a little bit offline about the LinkedIn publisher. Right, right. And and I want to bring up another point about e-newsletters. This particular author client writes mm-hmm. wonderful e-newsletters. He, he is a writer, which is a big, a, a big plus. But he writes mm-hmm. these wonderful newsletters. He uses Constant Contact. But he puts all the content on the e-newsletters, and he's not drawing people into his website. And oh. I explained to him... His name is Larry, and I explained to him, Larry, you're not teasing people. You have to just put a put a paragraph about what you're talking about, put the rest of it on the website, draw people in. And I think the LinkedIn publisher, I think that's another good tactic is to give part of the blog post and tease people to link through to your website. Because again, it's all about drawing traffic. And if you're not doing that with your e newsletters, who's getting the credit? Constant right. contact. hmm So Again, it's you own the blog post, I mean, you own the website. Bring the traffic in. And the beauty of social media channels is we can create our own links to come in. Yes. It created a whole level of peripheral things that allow us to control links into our website. Well,
0: and especially when you're using something like WordPress or you've got a very experienced web designer. You know, but it's it's not all that difficult. You know, I, I manage my own website and I think, you know, knock on wood that I do pretty well. But that actually does bring us to a good place and a good segue to say this because you manage and you design WordPress websites and you do social media management. So, Michelle, tell people how they find you and connect
1: with you online in case they need your assistance. Well, thank you for that. FB Smarty. Anywhere. Google Plus. Facebook. Twitter. FBSmarty.com is my website. So, um, actually, when you type in FBSmarty on Google, I have about the first 10 pages. So, you, you yeah, well, it's not exactly an unusual uh, a, a common term. But when I was blogging continuously, and I have to admit, I don't blog like I used to. Oh, dear. I'm so sorry. Uh-oh, I thought I had a phone call coming off. in. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know, and and yeah, it's it is something that's easy to get out of the habit of. I've done it too. I've gotten out of the habit of blogging, and I know that's not good.
1: But even so, even so, the the traffic's still coming into the site because I have a database of blog posts, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So, um, a couple of other tools I wanted to mention was Hootsuite. Yes, I have tried paid programs, paid scheduling programs. Mm -hmm. and I like clients to maintain control of their own properties. Mm -hmm. If I get hit, as we talked about earlier, by that proverbial bus, I want them to be able to carry on. Come and grieve at my funeral, but carry on, right? Right. So I make sure that they have a cheat sheet of all the username and passwords, and Hoosuite allows three free social media channels, and you can Mm -hmm. schedule them. You can monitor keywords, you can monitor hashtags, there's
0: mm-hmm. a lot of
1: things you can do in HootSuite. So right, right. that's what I set up for clients, It only, it is only three channels, so it's sometimes involves extra work outside of it, but still, for what it gives you on the free level, that's my favorite scheduler. And always try free first. <laughs> always try free first. The thing with HootSuite is when you start getting into the reports which are wonderful it can get to be pricey so mm-hmm. it, but they also have I think a 10.99 a month level which is very very low right and you can do a lot of team collaboration WooBox is the third-party app I use all the time with my Facebook clients mm-hmm. because they have a wonderful free level of bringing in Tying together onto your Facebook page, uh, Pinterest, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Wow. So you do not, if somebody is a Facebook person, they do not need to leave Facebook to mm-hmm. access these other channels that you have. And okay. they also have static apps. That's also free. If you want to show a page of your website, mm-hmm. maybe you have an event. On Eventbrite or some or an event in your website, and you can show that, mm-hmm. so all of these things are free. so that's my favorite third party app bringing in things into Facebook, and then they have the contest level, so you can set up your contests, your sweepstakes, and all of those, and that reaches a paid level, which is similar to others mm-hmm. and I, I don't really know which ones are the greatest right now because I really focus on WooBox, so I want to bring mm-hmm. that forward. And last but not least on my little list here is Canva. Do you use Canva? Oh, I love Canva. Yeah, because I'm not graphically
0: inclined. I tell people, you know, I can't draw a straight line with a ruler. But Canva
1: makes creating images easy and fun. It certainly does. It's got templates for whatever thing you need, or you can make custom. And it's got a whole library of images that Mm -hmm. cost right now. Right now, they're about a dollar a piece. They have a lot of free ones as well. Uh, Guy Kawasaki is actually a a partner in Canva Mm -hmm. now, and he's a a well-known author and celebrity in the social media world. And it's a non-graphic person can easily create something really cool using Canva, C-A-N-V-A.
0: Right, right. And that the images that we're talking about that you create with Canva are what, you know, many people call a meme. So it's, it's, you know, a pretty picture and a short little statement. This is not something that you're putting, you know, war and peace on. You're putting, you know, a, and maybe it's a favorite quote of yours or a question about your business or, you know, something short and sweet, but that image is what catches people's attention exactly and and so tie it and make sure that it makes sense you know don't have a sunset with you know something talking about your latest product unless you know you sell sunglasses right you know it 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 is something that but and and it is it's easy to use you know it 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 comes with you don't have to figure out the fonts. It does that for you. It does you know the kind of the in thing now is to have multiple fonts on one thing. The graphic design people just think that's absolutely hideous, <laughs> but you know it, it's it is something where it just walks you through it. it and, and Canva is a, a fun tool. And and like you said, this comes with a lot of free images or for you know a dollar. Yes. You can buy the image and and uh, you'll know, be able to use that. So it's, it's a great, inexpensive way. And
1: another thing I highly encourage people to do, we all have smartphones now. Can I say that? Mm-hmm. We all have smartphones now. I think we all there have smartphones. There might be a few stragglers, but if you're in business, you really should have a smartphone and they have a camera. And take pictures. Take pictures of your business as often as you can. And you can upload those to Canva. And you can put in your own text. So you can really make it your own, and then maybe use an image or maybe not, but the templates are all there in the right sizes for what you need right so that's that's a favorite a very favorite tool of mine as well
0: well, and you know we we can't emphasize enough
1: using images
0: mm. um, you know and and wander around where you are you know if you work from home, okay, maybe your assistant is your cat. You know it's okay to post a picture of the cat, just don't get carried away with it, or maybe you take your phone to a business meeting. That's a good thing mm. because you know there you're going to take pictures and you're going to tag those people in your posts you know and and all those there's there's a reason why magazines that have lots of pictures in them do better than the the magazines that are just all text. People like images, and that's the, the perfect way to be able to show that your company is human. You know, we mentioned it earlier with the, the house painter. You know, nobody wants to see somebody painting a house, but they want to see, you know, a fun picture. Maybe this guy who's up, you know, we I had this gutter cleaner who came to the house the other day. He was up three stories just walking around on my roof. I was terrified. <laughs> And he's just up there be bopping around. Now that would have been a cool video to have shown people to say, "Oh my gosh, look at what this guy is doing!" Mm-hmm. You know, he cleaned my gutters. That was the important thing. That was, but but it was fascinating to me to see you know the the process of that. And and if I thought it was cool, other people
1: would probably think that it was cool too. Mm-hmm. One time I brought my fish to the office. I have a I have a beta fish, and I, uh-huh. I brought him from the downstairs. Living room table upstairs. My my office happens to be upstairs, and I took a picture of Toby. Toby's mm-hmm. come to the office for the day. Yes, and that that just it, it well it didn't go viral, but I, it was very very engaging, and there was lots of discussion about it during the day. And it's fine to go off topic like that once in a while. Is you should it makes you personal. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and and what you should be doing with everything you post is exactly what you should. We want to be creating conversations. We want to be driving engagement. You know, if you're just posting and they just really do go off in a never, never land and nobody comments, nobody likes, nobody shares, then it is a waste of time. You know, you need to find ways to engage with people, get them to answer the question. Um, you know, it, it was it was funny. I saw somebody's post today where they were talking about four different television programs and they said, which one was your favorite? Now, that had nothing to do with what they do for business, mm. but it got people engaged. And, you know, then, it, it, you know, then you, as we've said, you don't want to get carried away with that because, yes, we are in business. It comes back to that, that little thing, and, and it's funny. I, I don't often have the chance to use this, so I'm going to. <laughs> that's a bicycle ringer. Yes. <laughs> that's, uh, it's actually a ka button. Oh. It is a ka button. And, see, it will, it'll do it again. that's what, you know, ultimately, that is what we're doing. But it is about building those relationships, having those conversations with people, all of those various things, because when they know us, when they hopefully like us, they will do business with us. Or at least tell their friends and their connections, hey, consider doing business with this person. Mm-hmm.
1: Think about how scary it is when you're looking for a new dentist, doctor, accounting, right. accountant, bookkeeper. You're like, oh, my God, what if I don't like this person and I kind of commit to them and I don't like them? Okay. By them being active on Facebook or any social media channels, but Facebook really is, is the, the big one, they become... A person you can relate to. You said when you found my my, uh, bio on LinkedIn that you felt like you knew me because (laughs) we had a lot of commonality. And that's exactly what social media allows us to do. It allows us to peek into this person's life and and say, wow, he really is responsive and I need that in an accountant. I do everything by email. I'm building a house. I need somebody that I need that email interface. I need somebody that's comfortable with social media. So it it, it really takes blinders off a lot of situations and it's less scary. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, and having that presence there, I mean, we we obviously can't emphasize that enough. You mentioned dentists. I did a post on my personal Facebook page and, and I said, you know, hey, I'm not too sure about the current dentist that I have. I need some recommendations in this this vicinity. I must have had 20, 30 people who responded Mm -hmm. and said, oh, you know, I like this person, you know, all that. But the ones who tagged their dentist's Facebook page, those were the pages I went to first. Yes. Um, You know, and and it was just something because, you know, on those pages, then they had set reviews. There were, you know, all these people who could comment. The people who just said, hey, go see Dr. Smith. Yes. Okay. That's a waste of time. If I have to try and find them online, I don't. You know, and and I think that is is the critical point is we don't have that many hours in the day, so we we want to be able to make ourselves findable.
1: Yes, yes, and hyperlinking everything. Our personal Facebook profiles need mm-hmm. to have the link to our business page right in the about, right in the employer section. That's what is yes. something a lot of people don't do. It makes it, when you do a search on Facebook for somebody, if you go by your Uh, Michelle Fontaine or Deb Crea, you probably Mm -hmm. get the personal profile and your business page, right? Yes, so Mm -hmm. People may accidentally click on your personal wanting your business So you have to give them that quick link to get over to your business side Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of little small things that people still are not doing correctly right, you know, and and it is something
0: that you know, it it is so very important because it, it like you said it gives us the peak into to somebody and it gives us the way to connect with them and and putting the personal stuff out there is okay as long as you're not doing tons um you know and, and but it's the the whole keep it simple stupid premise mm-hmm. the easier we make it the easier it is for the people who want to spend money with us to do that you know and and so it is about responding to messages and responding in a timely manner. you know heaven forbid that you get a negative comment and you ignore that mm. you know because then holy cow, it becomes pile on um you know everybody wants to comment and and all of those things and and you know and, and we rely on those you know every time I book a hotel. I go to Yelp and I go to TripAdvisor and I wanna see what people have said. Absolutely. And then I wanna see what the comment was. You know, did that did that business take the time to respond? And did they respond with a cut and paste? Or did they actually respond and say, oh, my gosh, we are so sorry that the waffle machine didn't work when you were here, (laughs) or whatever it is. Because, again, it comes back to we do business with a person. Exactly. You know, I'm I'm not going to Hotel X because it's Hotel X. It's because, you know, hey, they had a great front desk manager there, or, you know, they solved this business problem for me, or, you know, they made sure I had an extra pillow. You know, Mm -hmm. all of those things. And and that's where – and it does take time. You know, and and so, you know, do you have any more time saving tips for people? Because, like I said, we only have
1: 28 hours in the day. Mm -hmm. Well, let's see. I just wanted to talk a second about personal profiles. Do Mm -hmm. we want to open that up to our business? And that's very much a, you have to understand what you're doing if you do that. I happen Mm -hmm. to be very open in my private profile as well. So if a potential client wants to look at that, most of my posts are in that public mode. And I'm careful about what I do post on there, given that my client, I don't want to be interacting on the personal side of Facebook when my clients are my friends, because they're going to think, my goodness, you're not really working very hard today. But, (laughs) uh, you know, so you, you do have to give some conscious thought to that. But on the other hand, there's a great uh, advantage to having a large friend base that you can periodically share posts from your business page too, or invite your friends to come over and like your business page. So don't 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 shut you down yourself down on that private side unless you really need to for some reason, because there is a big advantage to letting people see your personal life, too. Just be careful.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, and and it's It's one of those things where you do have to keep in mind who is seeing your post yeah. and what they might do with it you know i've I've had people who have said, Well, I can post whatever I want because my clients don't see it mm-hmm. okay, well, maybe they aren't friends with their client, but maybe they're friends with a potential client right, or maybe they're you know my some of my best referrals are from my Facebook friends, yes. Uh, you know, and and they might not ever be an actual client, but they're the people who are going to refer to me. And, and so if I have said or done things on my personal page to turn people off, mm-hmm. you know, and, and now that said, you do have to be authentic. Yeah, you know, be if honest you, and true to yourself. Yeah,
1: yes. Yeah.
0: You know, and, and you can't hide that, but you do have to always keep in mind that there could be ramifications. Mm-hmm. That's
1: right. And you have to be careful about what you like.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. On the personal side, yeah. what you like you know, what I, you
0: share. I actually saw somebody had posted that question on Facebook the other day. They said uh, they had, had gone through and liked a whole bunch of images. And I don't even remember what the images were and, and you know, what they pertain to. And then people commented to her about that. Mm-hmm. And so she had posted on Facebook. She said, how do I turn that off? And I said, you don't. You know, that is one of those things that you just always have to keep in mind. And so, it's, you know, maybe it was the cute cat video but where did that cute cat video come from? Right. Um, you know, and, and because we are who we associate with. And, and so if you are posting things that if they do that click through, are they going to think, wow, is
1: this who Michelle supports? Or now, is this what yes, Michelle that's a, right? that's a great point, Deb, because when you, when you decide what to share based on a title, because you're looking mm-hmm. for content to share without digging into it, you can really get in trouble. So, right. especially on Twitter with the 140 characters, if you think it's worthy of sharing to your audience, make sure you click through and look at that article. Mm-hmm. It might you might be promoting your competition. <laughs> I know. So, you know, and, and always read the article. I'll you know, don't
0: I'll don't just it. hit share because you never know. You know, the, the the people who write the headlines are are almost always not the people who actually write the article, Mm. especially if you're talking about a a media, you know, a true media outlet. So, you know, you might think, hey, you're posting that this is good when it actually was something negative. So, you know, take now that's not to say not to post it Mm -hmm. because you could go through it and say, oh, you know, I disagree with this article because of yada, yada, yada. And again, you're generating conversation, you know, say I disagree. But what do you think?
1: Yes. Yes yes no that that's important because it's your it's your brand, you're the brand, right. so you have to make mm-hmm. sure you're sharing quality content, even if it's other people's content and not your own. Just mm-hmm. just think quality all the way and be honest and open and do it
0: right right you know and and it is scary, you know, so sometimes you do have to take it in in little bits and you realize that things happen and things change, but sometimes it is better to kind of work with an expert. So again, Michelle, tell
1: people how they find you online. Thank you. Yes, FBSmarty.com. And what I can do is I teach virtually groups or individuals. Often I do a session teaching individuals for an hour or whatnot on the specific questions they need. I can teach them WordPress, social media, whatever it is their little world, their, their marketing angle needs. Or I can manage it for them. And often it's a combination of the two. Mm-hmm. So right, FBSmarty.com right. or Michelle at FBSmarty.com. Perfect. And my perfect. Michelle has a little hell in the middle of it, so I use two L's. So people <laughs> use two L's that way.
0: <laughs> I love it. Well, we've got about 20 seconds left. Uh, so one last quick
1: tip for people going, oh, my gosh, I'm still not sure that I should use Facebook. All right. Well, let's see. If you are using Facebook make sure you get your username a lot of people don't know that you can get a username which gives you a nice address like if like facebook.com slash FB and mm-hmm. when you go on Facebook or to facebook.com slash username and you will see how to get your username it's not the title it's not the title of the page you don't need a username that URL that says you know yada yada question mark and, and a string of numbers you want a nice clean username that you could put on your business cards And everywhere else that you want people to see your Facebook page name. Right, because again it's all about keeping things simple. And the world is not all about social media either. Your marketing has to be look at everything. You might need to put a local newspaper ad in emphasizing your Facebook page or Twitter or or um, newsletters or email so it's not all all about social media but it's very very important. It is, it is.
0: Well, I have had just an absolutely fabulous time today talking with Michelle Fontaine, the FB Smarty. So find her at FBSmarty.com. I'm sure we'll have you on again, Michelle, because you've got such great tips and techniques for people. Well, thank
1: you very much.
0: I look forward to it. Well, for those who aren't connected with me, it's pretty easy. You can find me at DebKreer.com, D E B. K-R-I-E-R com. You'll find all my social media links there. And to everyone, have a great day, and we'll talk with you next week. Thanks for listening to Deb Career, your social media friend. Tune in next time to listen to more great tips, techniques, and trends for using social media.